Hello, and welcome to None of Your Business. I'm your host, Naomi Blue, and this is the very first episode of None of Your Business. What a big, legendary time for us. Welcome. I'm just kind of figuring out how to go about this. Um, I have my first topic in mind, which is, if you've seen the title, being a third culture kid and what that means. So yeah, before we get into it, though, let's kind of talk about the reason behind this podcast. Um, Having conversations with people is something that is very stimulating to me. Um, And... I know I'm not the only one here. Um, Back me up. When I'm on my own, I have those conversations anyway. Like, being with people, not being with people, nothing is stopping me from talking to myself all the time for hours. It's never never quiet in here. It's never quiet. The neighbors probably think I live with someone else. I do not. I live fully on my own. Um, It's never quiet in here. I'm always talking and chatting, and I think externalizing whatever I'm feeling is a very therapeutic process so yeah I'm always talking I'm always talking you know what I do sometimes instead of because I journal all the time journaling is something I've been doing for years and it is so helpful um if you hear the seagulls in the background yeah they're here they're vibing um but journaling is something I've been doing for years and that's another topic but I like to write down my feelings and externalize whatever I'm going through and whatever my brain is like, you know, putting on a loop in my mind, um, basically. So sometimes I'm too lazy to write, um, you know, that happens. So I just literally record myself talking on voice memo. And I know people do that. I know I'm not the only one, but I figured might as well have an audience. You know what I mean? Might as well share whatever I'm talking about with people because I know I'm not the only one I know I'm not the only one going through certain things and yeah I thought that'd be interesting um so yeah I'm just really excited and some of the topics that we're going to talk about are things that obviously pertain to me as someone who is not even in my early 20s I'm literally 20 and kind of what the world looks like for me right now you know and once again I know I'm not the only one and if I can share even a little bit of my perspective and make people feel less alone, less crazy, then I will. Um, I think it's really fun to be able to relate to one another like that. I do listen to a lot of podcasts on my own time and um, I just, it feels like having a friend on the phone, you know? Like going on walks, going on runs, cooking, cleaning your room, whatever it is, like, just listening to podcasts is really therapeutic. And it kind of, yeah, it feels supporting. So, yeah, that was my reason for it. And the first topic that we're going to be talking about is what it means to be a third culture kid. Now, if you're not familiar with the term third culture kid, I just googled it to kind of see what came up. Um, It means, basically, when you are when you grow up in a culture that is different from your parents' culture. And um, I saw an article from the BBC that says, third culture kids, citizens of everywhere and nowhere. And I think that really summarizes it. Um, So I'm French. I'm from France. 
both my parents are French, my entire family is French, um, and I did grow up in France, so you would think that this doesn't really apply to me, but it does, because I grew up in an environment, well, in a city where a lot of people weren't French, and, um, I ended up going to school in, well, I went to kindergarten in a, in a school that would, that had a lot of international kids, and then I was in high school in a, basically, the international section of this public school in my town, so I was, all my friends were themselves third culture kids, and, um, I would study the British curriculum or whatever, um, and, you know, I would speak two languages on a daily basis, and I was really immersing myself in that other culture, which was kind of like, I'm not sure what to call it, because it was a mix of, um, British and American culture, mostly, all the while living in France with a French family, um, so, yeah, that kind of was interesting, um, and then later on, after high school, I moved to the U.S., where I lived for two years, and then I moved to Canada, and I've been living here for almost two years now, so I've been away from my home country for about four years, well, no, yeah, yeah, this month, it would be four years, yeah, so I've been away from, from France for about four years, and, um, it's interesting, because I think when you, well, I moved away when I was a teen, and before that, like I said, I had been living in that other culture, um, and it's just a really interesting phenomenon that you wouldn't think has such an impact on someone, um, now, which is interesting, is, um, I get along way better with people who have multiple cultures, or people who have lived abroad, it's just, I just gravitate towards these people, like, most of my friends, um, we speak French and English all the time, and it's, like, a mix, and if they don't speak French, then we just talk about our experiences living in other countries, or, like, having different cultures, and it is just, yeah, it's just so interesting, that whole multiculturalism, yeah, it's really interesting, um, the way I heard about the term third culture kid is in high school, in my very, very last year of high school, I wasn't even sure I was moving to the U.S., I don't think, um, I think it wasn't even for sure, for sure yet, um, but I remember having this counselor come to school and kind of gather all the kids that were in that international section of the school and be like, okay, well, most of you guys are going to be living abroad next year. Because the thing also about my school is that a lot of the kids had British parents, and so or American parents, whatever, and so they had applied to colleges and universities that were in the UK and in the US. So they had gone through their entire school life in France and were about to go back to their roots as, like, so to speak, because they had parents of two different citizenship um, and kind of backgrounds. 
but they were about to go back to a culture that they had seemingly been raised with, but that at the core they had never, never really lived in. And I think the counselor came in because she knew that this was going to be an adjustment that they hadn't really even thought about themselves. Um, and yeah, I just remember being there too and kind of thinking at the time, this didn't apply to me. Um, I was like, oh no, it doesn't, you know, I'm, both my parents are from the same background, um, in terms of culture, I've always lived in this place, you know, I'm about to move away with my family, so it's not even going to be a shock, you know, um, yeah, I just, I didn't think this applied to me in any way, um, but I remember thinking that the, the term third culture kid was something that was really interesting at the time, and I remember her basically describing it, like, I've just described it to you, and being like, oh, okay, yeah, I didn't know that was a thing, but that's interesting, um, so yeah, and then I moved, and it felt very, well, it was a great, great time, um, living abroad and being in a different environment that kind of, I think, kind of fitted my values a little bit more, um, going from France that was still can be um, very limiting and judgmental in terms of our values, I think. We're kind of still traditional in a way, um, and then moving to a city in the U.S. that was so vibrant and so international and so many cultures would meet there and so many, you kind of felt like, I don't know, it was very liberating for me. So I don't think I really lingered too much on the fact that I was moving away from this other culture because it wasn't really something that I held especially close to my heart. It hit me way later what the impact of living kind of in between two cultures would be because that's essentially what it is like what they mean by third culture kid is like you grew up in a certain environment you have that culture and then you have another environment on top of that so you have that culture as well and it kind of makes you the product of two cultures so you're kind of like a mix and it feels like you're not fully one thing or the other so let's say I was um, born and raised in France and having that culture as a background and then introduced to a more anglophone international culture that I felt that I've always wanted yeah I kind of was always working towards belonging there and I remember even feeling, you know, very, um, I was always very self-conscious about my accent, for instance, when I would first speak English, instead of celebrating the fact that I would speak a second language, or like, I would, um, I think I kind of forced myself to get all the references that people were talking about, and kind of, um, dive into that, like, kind of, you know, whether it be um, English TV shows or, like, slang in English or, yeah, anything that had to do with the other culture. 
um, is something I really, really, really only focused on because I really wanted to belong. That's what all my friends were were doing, you know? Like, that was their culture, and I kind of didn't want to feel excluded. So I immersed myself willingly um, and on purpose in that culture. Um, and then what I hadn't realized is that I was moving away from the French culture because I was kind of like, oh, that's lame, whatever, basic, we know that. That's what I knew for years and years, and I don't want it, I don't care about it anymore, like, my friends don't really talk about it. So we're just going to move away from that and kind of focus essentially on the other culture, which is, I mean, if you think about it, like, English slash American culture is something that is pushed on anyone in the world really anyway so it wasn't that hard to do I wasn't really seek like I hadn't I didn't have to look too hard basically to to find it um but yeah I was I hadn't really realized that I was drifting away from my um my birth culture I guess it wasn't on purpose it might have been a little bit on purpose I don't know it was kind of like I wasn't fully rejecting it, but I wasn't really, you know, basking in it either. Um, so that was, that's kind of how it happened, like creating, kind of wanting to, yeah, move to that second culture I had adopted. Um, but, you know, having grown up in a place for, well, when you when you live anywhere or you're born into a specific environment your entire body kind of absorbs that you know um so french culture is not really something i can let go of um not that i want to at all like especially not right now like it's not something i'm rejecting um i'm gonna talk about that later but at the beginning a few years ago um, or when I was growing up, it's not necessarily something I wanted to stick with, basically. Um, and then I moved, and then it became interesting because um, people in the U.S. would see me as this, you know, French girl. They were like, oh, yeah, you're, that's how, I mean, that's how I would describe myself, too. Like, oh, yeah, I'm French, you know, naturally. Um, and I still, like... Yeah, I still have a little bit of an accent, and especially at the time, I had a bit more of an accent, and that's how people perceived me. But at the same time, the only thing I was focusing on was American culture. I'm saying American because it was especially American, like, more so than British, um, considering where I lived especially. But I was so submerged in American culture. Um, I was going to film school in America, and we were studying mainly American films and um, I was listening to American music and, you know, really just consuming American media and anything and everything related to that and kind of, um, yeah, not really keeping in touch with what was happening in France culturally. Um, I think when I was a bit younger, I kind of knew, I knew some of the singers, I knew some of the, you know, TV shows, I knew what was on TV, I knew the movies that would come out, blah, blah, blah. 
like actors and whatnot and um that is just something that I was not in touch with at all after moving so the thing that happened is when I would come back for the summer or when I would yeah just like bottom line is when I would come back to France and um reconnect with my French friends and you know spending a month there whatever I had no clue what was going on like I was I was still submerged in that other culture like I wasn't listening to any of the hits I even listen even now I couldn't tell you what the what people listen to in friends like I even now it's still not something I'm familiar with especially I think also the fact that all my friends are from international backgrounds and my friends in um my friends in France when I go back and hang out with them they're the people that I met in school so people that were in my situation so it didn't help like it doesn't help to go back and speak with my friends and we speak franglish like a mix of french and english um that does not help connect me with that but i still have you know like the rest of my family lives there and i'm very out of touch with whatever whatever they're talking about um and that's when I was like, oh, so I go back to France and people perceive me as the American girl now, which was weird because people very much do not perceive me as the American girl in America. So I'm like, hmm, what is going on? And that's when the words of this lovely counselor hit again. And I was like, huh, third culture kid. That's what it is. So it took me a year or two to really understand what she was talking about. Um, And yeah, just, it's really confusing. It is really confusing um, to be kind of, you have one foot somewhere and one foot somewhere else. And it is, it especially messes with my brain to think that people perceive me in different ways and kind of, um, I mean, the I think the first thing that people say when they meet me, um, if they're not French, is like, oh yeah, that's the French girl. And to this day, like, that's what happens. Um, and I think it's also interesting to be from a culture that is so romanticized by America, especially, um, and North America, because people kind of have a um they have a an idea of what it means to be french um and they're kind of like oh my god so you do this and you do that and like oh you're french and blah blah and it's funny because it's never something i would appreciate on purpose um i was kind of like oh yeah lame i know what this is like boring i don't like it whatever um And then people here would be like, oh my god, you're from France, and it's that, and I think it kind of made me appreciate friends more, um, surprisingly, to have people um, romanticize your country so much, which is kind of ridiculous. But now when I go back, I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to France, you know, and especially because I hadn't been back in a year and a half. 
So when I went back recently, I felt, I really, like, I'm not kidding, I really felt like I was an American tourist. Like, you know, the girls that never shut up about their their year abroad, that was me. I was like, oh my god, I'm guys, I'm going to France and I'm going to eat so much baguette and um, croissant and whatever. And I'm going to see the Eiffel Tower. And that was literally me, like, girl, you have been living, you lived there for 17 years. I don't, what are you talking about? Um... But yeah, it's it's very funny how other people's perception kind of can twist your own perception of things. Um. And what is also interesting is that now my concept of home and what home means and what home is and represents is completely non-existent. Um, I don't know why, but the concept of home is something... I have been hyper fixating on for years at this point and kind of trying to figure out what it means, especially because I've been moving um, so frequently over the past four years. Like I've moved three times, but I haven't just moved. I've moved not only cities, not only countries, but also continents. And it is so confusing for the brain it is awesome though like i'm so so grateful and um i wouldn't want it any other way and i'm preparing my other move to another continent to another city in the country and culture and culture too yeah it's just like a lot of having to readjust and readapt but um it gets confusing when, especially when everyone you know is kind of scattered around the world, um, because things just take on a very different proportion, I guess. Like, everything is so much bigger and wider. Um, it's not like, oh, yeah, my grandma lives 10 minutes away, my parents are, like, 40 minutes away, and I live in the city. It is very different. It's like, oh, yeah, I have to take two planes to go see you. Um, type of different so you can't really it it is it gets tricky to call any place home especially when you've lived away from a certain place for a long time and you don't really you have ties but they're not really you know um it's not the same thing it just feels confusing um to say the least and now I live alone here in this um country where I don't have any family here um I don't have any family in this country or in the city and it just feels like oh yeah well it is technically home because that's where my apartment is um but is it home question mark it's kind of hard to tell um and then my parents also live in different places um respectively so it gets really confusing the concept of home um but then you're like hmm what is home, you know, is it where I belong, is it where I go to bed at night, is it where I currently live, it just is tricky to define, and that is why I was so happy to hear that Harry Styles was making an album called Harry's House, because I was like, yeah, you get it, you get it, you're just gonna, are you gonna sing about that for 40 minutes, go ahead, Go ahead, be my guest, because thank you. Um, 
yeah, I think that's why the album is so personal to me. Because I'm like, yeah, talking about home is something that is so interesting. Okay, so I just looked up what home meant online and kind of what the definition is. And it exactly summarizes what I was talking about. As in, it's either the place where one lives permanently, especially as a member of a family or a household. Two, could be a house. Um, Three, could be the country where one was born or the country where one has settled on a long-term basis. It is totally possible to have multiple homes, but I think there is so much pressure put on the fact that, you know, well, when I hear my friends, for instance, saying like, oh, I'm going back home, you know, things like that. I'm like, hmm, okay. And then I tell my friends, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going there. And they're like, oh, you mean home? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going, yeah, sure. Because um, so many places could be called home, you know, like I would call home friends but i will also call home new york where i lived before i would call home where my mom is i would call home where my family is i would call home where i live right now and i will also be calling home the place where i'm moving to uh in a few months so it's like yeah you're kind of you know that sentence that people say that is so cringe but so true i hate that it's so true it's like where are you from i'm a citizen of the world um but it, yeah, that's that's what it is. It's like, you don't really know where you belong. Also, I think, let's go back to the, the, the culture thing. Where it's like, I think people forget, or I forget, with that I'm French sometimes. Like, I think before going back a few months ago, or before going back, when, when was I there? Last month or something. Um, I kind of loki forgot like i i was just vibing in canada and kind of living with everyone here and i was like oh yeah sure you know i i mean i call my family and we speak french and whatever and they talk about their daily lives in france but i'm like i loki forgot i forgot that this was like and i'm not it's not just a part of me it's like the majority of my being is from there um well my entire being is from there there is yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, there's close to nothing else in my DNA. Um, so it's like, hmm, okay, yeah. And I lived there for so long that it's like, why? how would you forget that? Um, but it happens. It happens. Let me tell you, like, yeah, it happens. Like, people are like, oh my god, France is so beautiful. I'm like, you're so right. I would love to visit sometimes. You're not visiting. You're going back home. Question mark? I don't know. Um... So yeah, I kind of forgot. And the, what happens is when I forget, I kind of get offended when I don't understand references from the country I'm currently living in. And I'm like, yeah, I have no clue what that is. And it feels very um, alienating. Because it's like, hmm. I don't know, when people are like, oh, you say that word weird. And I'm like, yeah, that's not my first language at all. I, yeah, I was fluent in English later, not when I was a kid. So that is not my first language. It makes sense 
or they're like oh you don't say that like a canadian yeah that checks out like i've been living here for less than two years i'm not gonna speak like a like a canadian um yeah that kind of or when people are like oh it's a language barrier no it's not a language barrier i can i can speak english fine um it kind of becomes an excuse in a way um and that also pisses me off but it's whatever um yeah it kind of it is very it's kind of like a mindfuck for the brain um to be away from your culture of birth for so long and to have no clue what's happening over there in terms of culture and whatever because like i said I'm super immersed in pop culture all the time. Like, pop culture is what I live for. I don't know why, but it just makes my brain um, happy, you know? And not knowing what's up in your... and the pop culture of your country is really confusing, too, because people kind of expect you to know, but also they expect you to know whatever's happening in your current country where you're living. It's really confusing. Um... And once again, like, I'm not saying this to complain. It is not a big deal to not be up with the times and, like, to not know what pop culture is uh, up to. It's not a big deal. But it's just, like, identity-wise, it gets really confusing. Because I know that people will never perceive me as American or Canadian. Not that I want them to. But I also know that I don't feel fully French. Because it is just not the truth. It is not a... Well, physically, it is a truth, like, DNA-wise. But I have been submerged in that other culture for so long that it feels like that's where I belong. Um, I think, you know, there, one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is because there's not a lot of complexity, period. Like, the world is very black and white. And you have to fit in a box, and you have to have... A label and you can't be both and you can't be in the middle and you can't be somewhere on the spectrum you have to be you know either a perfect 50 50 mix or a perfect 100 um yeah that's what happens and i will i will talk about that in a later episode um when it comes to sexuality especially and kind of people being confused about not being um 50 50 or not being 100 um of something because it is also interesting um but yeah it gets really confusing when when you're not 100 percent of something when you don't know how to describe yourself when you don't fully belong somewhere um i think the fact i think you know it, it is a natural human need to want to belong somewhere um it is a survival method to kind of assimilate. Um, and um, when you just... I just get so envious, I guess, um, of people who are like, oh, yeah, well, I get to go, you know, every weekend to my grandparents' house and um, to the house where I grew up and I've lived for in my entire life. And to kind of have that connection... Um, and it's not that I'm jealous of them. Um, I think it's just a different way of living. And I'm really happy with um, 
the way I was brought up and kind of that whole transition to this other culture. But it just is interesting to notice that, you know, oh, yeah, people aren't living like that. Like most people kind of their lives um, revolve around, you know, how many like a hundred kilometers that kind of not even like a 50 or 30 kilometer radius and that's kind of what it is and um i think that is the regular way to live um not that there's a way to do it but it's just kind of it is a regular way to live and it's just like my radius is just not that um it is i don't know how many like ten thousand kilometers or something just everything is scattered everywhere um i was thinking about that recently where you know people get to walk the streets that they grew up in and kind of streets that have welcomed them forever for their entire lives um often and um the streets that i walk are kind of like you know new streets and i make them my own which is also great but it's just a different way of living um that i think is interesting to be aware of and to unpack um and obviously i know that a lot of people have had to switch cultures way earlier on and in um less pleasant conditions and for less pleasant reasons um so i'm not like i'm aware of that difference as well but it just it is interesting to have a culture of adoption and a culture of birth and kind of how that has an impact on you as a being, especially when it comes to how people perceive you, like I said. Because um, I'm kind of thinking about, you know, the future and when I'm older and an adult, and I don't think, well, as of right now, I don't see myself really living and working in France full-time. Um, even if I did work there and live there um, for years and decades and whatever, I just know that it wouldn't be my full culture. You know, because there's always that, like, oh, I speak English, I have that whole other side of me, um, I speak English with all my friends, they're all from different places, and that is kind of my circle, um, so it would feel different, but it also feels different to move to a country where people think and see you as something that you don't really feel like you are, if that makes sense, um, so it is very much a spectrum and a gradient in a way, which is, like I said multiple times, interesting. And you know what else is also interesting? I'm not only French, legally, I have two passwords. So living in Canada here, I'm also Canadian. I've got that passport. And I was born with that passport because my mom got that passport when she was herself living here um, years ago. But I had never really visited Canada before I moved here um, almost two years ago. So I was coming in as a legal citizen who, you know, was considered a citizen. And when people ask you where you're from, you're like, well, I'm French and Canadian. Uh, but then you don't really get the Canadian culture. You know, I didn't watch all those... I didn't watch Canadian TV when I was growing up. And I don't And I don't know those Canadian songs that were, like, topping the charts in the 2010s. You know what I mean? Like, it just gets really confusing. And now I'm thinking about the next place where I'm going to go, which is in Europe. And um, 
I don't know how to introduce myself. Um, it's like, oh, where you're from? Well, okay, so, okay, well, um, I'm from France. But that doesn't really convey the full spectrum of my identity, if I say that. You know, people are going to make assumptions if they think I'm from France. Um, that wouldn't be true as to who I am. So it's like, well, I'm also Canadian, I guess, question mark. Um, even though the only hold and tie I have is a passport. Because um, even like having lived here, there's not a lot of culture I can absorb. Because it's like, you had to grow up there for that. Um, but then also, I lived in another place for two years before. But I, I'm not going to mention that. You know, like, I, you can't just meet someone and full-on go into a... Um, detailed history of your journey i'll just send them this podcast i'll be like you can listen a little self-promo at the same time um it's like how do you define yourself when you don't know you know labels it's labels once again just like so much complexity is lacking um but it's so easy as a human to understand people if they have a label and i totally like i'm the same i'm like yeah i want to know where you are you know just tell me a word and i will just go with that it just makes more sense and it just is so much better for the brain um but it's just not the truth uh so there you have it what it means to be a third culture kid and having a multicultural background and life and existence and kind of what that entails and what that does to your identity and development that was a good talk i'm glad we had that you know where i am right now i'm sitting on the floor of my closet so i hope you're more comfortable because that is well i mean i like sitting on the floor anyway so it's fine but i hadn't even realized that the sun had set it's almost dark right now. If I open my closet door, I'm going to be in a dark room uh, and my neighbors are going to see a creature emerging from the darkness. Um, and I love that for them. I wish I was on that side too. Um, what a spectacle. What a show to have. Um, yeah, that was really... I'm so... Listen, I am so excited to cover all those topics in the next episodes. And if you want to follow the podcast online and be up to date with the new announcements and whatever else i'll be talking about on there um you can go to instagram and look up at the non pod this is at the non pod which is like none of your business the non pod um and follow me on there and you can also follow my personal account which is n-o-m-m-b-l nom b-l which is not for BBL, but for blue. Um, yeah, it was lovely talking to you. And I hope you have a great rest of your day or good night. I will talk to you later. Bye.